The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us on our show today. And, you know, I'm about gratitude and being grateful. Uh, That's what abundance is all about, recognizing the greatness. And I just recognize the greatness in each and every one of you. And so much appreciate you sharing our show with all your friends, uh, not only stateside, but throughout the world. Um, Because of you, we are a, a wonderful, popular show, and I'm very humbled to be able to represent what it's like to be an intentional spirit and there's a another phenomenal person in the house today and she is dedicated to being a trailblazer of teaching people there has always been enough and there always will be because there are techniques in which we can tap into the wealth that's all around us and so today i welcome margaret margaret lynch hi margaret thank you for being on our show today sorry i jumped on your name a little bit my dog jumped in (laughs) to my lap just as it was (laughs) no worries thank you for having me oh it's a pleasure and um tell us about how how you became an intentional spirit i can only imagine your walk uh, that created the energy of now you are a wealth expert. And I, I truly admire that about you because I know how much it takes for that inner empowerment to occur. So tell us your story. Yeah, yeah well, I, I came from a very normal middle class family and, um, you know, all engineers. So my training is in engineering, <laughs> and believe it or not. And I left corporate um, about eight years ago really wanting to, you know, inspired by Wayne Dyer, so I'm on public television, really wanting to, to do something that was my passion, that I really cared about. And um, I became a coach and started helping, like, small business owners, self-employed people really um, blast through their income blocks and grow their businesses. And what I found was that um, so many of these smart and talented heart-centered people if they came from the middle class, which is the majority of small business owners, we all had the same programming, and we all had this living paycheck 
paycheck thing. And it was everybody's dark secret. And, you know, here I had left corporate and left my big cushy salary, and then I became self-employed, and I had the same issue as my clients, which was I had fear and panic and scarcity in my money because when I became self-employed, I had to charge my own worth, which, as we know, especially for women, is very hard to do. And so, you know, the pain of that, of, of going into my dream job, as so many of my clients had, and literally, like, running out of money, not knowing how to make money, having sleepless nights and worry and panic and fear about money, really made me uh, extremely determined. You know how something that, like, is that painful, it's like, I want to fix this, Mm-hmm. And I became very, very focused on figuring out why incredibly smart, heart-centered, amazing people whose parents were in the middle class or the working class continually lived paycheck to paycheck and had worry and fear and panic in their money. And that's where I really started to see what I call the mind-body-money connection in that um, if you were raised, this is a middle class thing, right? When you are in the middle class, you have this programming that you got from your parents and it's literally in your nervous system um, that is typically sounds the same. It's like when I think about money or my debt or my bills, there is anxiety, there is fear. And, um, and, And even when we do very positive thinking and law of attraction work, in our systems, our nervous system, scarcity is still way more real than abundance because we've never had that in our paradigm. So, you know, the, the, the eye-opening thing for me was realizing there is a mind-body-money connection, and for that issue, we need a mind-body tool. You know, the, the t- title of my book, Tapping into Wealth, tapping is actually the modality that's, a, that's um, short for a modality called emotional freedom technique, which is a mind-body modality. <laughs> and so I started using mind-body tools on people's biggest blocks and issues around money, which I found were emotional and, um, and also based in trauma, believe it or not, like money traumas. And um, as an engineer, the whole thing just fascinated me in addition to it being ex- you know, extremely painful for me. So, you know, I sort of fell into being the money expert in the mind-body field, in the personal development field, through my own <laughs> suffering and my own stress as, long, as well as where my clients were stuck. Does, does that make sense? Oh, it, it absolutely does. And that, that's why I, I wanted you to share your story because it has been uh, tested and proven um, to work. And to me, that's what's so powerful about people like yourself, that you're coming from experience. You didn't go to two workshops on wealth and then create mm-hmm. a program and say, here we go. We have a lot of that out in the world today. That's exactly it how I... crazy. Yeah, and that, <laughs> I know. Thank you. And that's how I got into being a sobriety expert or being someone that does shamanism, um, not from just that it was easy breezy lemon squeezy from the get-go i too was one of those people that did what i loved and was told the money would follow and it must have went to somebody else (laughs) at least at least least back then you know so i i'm so with you and that's why i have so much respect for your work because um you are coming from experiences that also offer true tools to people 
that they could use and what we know to be true, uh, such as the energy tapping that you're doing and working with the things that some of the things you're, you're still going to tell us, but I just get so excited, excuse me, is that, you know, um, if we could have already gotten there from our head direction, we would already be there. So we need yeah. people uh, working in realms that you're working in so we can get different results. So absolutely. Yeah. and um, You're right. And it's like if we don't change the conversation, then what we have is we have, you know, the wealth gap's only gotten bigger, right? The middle class is being squeezed and squeezed because when things turned, middle class people have, we don't save, we don't create wealth, we go into cycles, basically, as soon as we get out of college, usually with financial aid, of always being in phases of paying off debt. And, um, and that's sort of an indoctrination that until you look at it and look at the fact that there is a, I know it sounds crazy, a mind-body connection to carrying debt. And, and I'm going to walk through what I call the five kinds of money, if you'd like, and let people hear oh, what I mean by the mind-body connection. Yeah, and because until we start talking about these issues, you'll have tons and tons of books on strategies and people who don't use them because we're too, there, there's too much emotional content around our money um, and, and some of the big words that come up that I'll, that I'll walk you through. Um, so I can, I can jump in and start with a few of them and, and uh, see how far go. we get. <laughs> exactly. Take us on a journey that's going to benefit us. We know it will. Yeah, and, and so, you know, for everyone listening right now, if you, as long as you're not driving, right, this is a little exercise you can do right along as I'm talking. Um, I'm going to start with, I'm going to talk about the five kinds of money, and the first one I'm going to talk about is savings. And I call them five kinds of money because I realized by working with thousands of people from all over the world over the past eight years is that consistently these different types of money, as we call them, trigger very specific emotions that run through the nervous system um, habitual ways of thinking, like the broken record that goes in our head. And thirdly, traumas can even come up from them. So the first kind of money is savings. And so if you can, are at a place you want to write down your savings, actually put the number down on a piece of paper and look at the number. What you have in your savings account right now, like you're, you know, you're, uh, you're supposed to have like six months living expenses, that savings account. Now, for most people in the middle class, that number is sorely lacking, Right. My um, parents were working class. My father was the first one to go to college. All of our siblings, mostly engineers and attorneys, and every one of us lived hand-to-mouth, literally no savings, paying off debt and living paycheck to paycheck. And so most people in the middle class far outstrip their parents' earning potential, but they haven't created any kind of sort of savings. And so here's the thing. As you're looking at that number, you might start to have a feeling and what I want you to look for is what's the feeling that comes up and what's the thought that's running through your head? Like what's saying, and often people say like, oh, my God, you know, it's not enough, it's never been enough, or I don't have enough. Um, and if there's any past events that relate to this, that somehow affected your savings, that's popping up in you. Now, here's the thing, Temple, right? Done this with thousands of people. The number one thing that I hear, besides, you know, first, like, worry and anxiety around savings, is a sense of sadness and loss, a feeling like I've never felt safe and secure. And that totally resonates with how their parents were when we were raised mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with our middle-class parents. 
there was no safety, there was no security. So it brings up sadness at some level in most people. And a surprising number of people, when they, just from writing down their savings number on, on a page, you know, even if it's like zero or, or $2,000, they they'll start to have like emotion that I can see. And I used to say in workshops, like, what's coming up for you? And there would be a trauma of great loss that seemed connected, a loss of a parent, something that involved grief or sadness, um, this sort of that was a literally the metaphor for a loss of safety and security, like a loss of a parent or a parent who lost a job and every, you know, all the good times went away. And it comes up so quickly just from looking at a number on a piece of paper. Isn't that fascinating? It is. And so, it absolutely is. You bet. And, you know, this is where, uh, so now I would say, okay, so now you're sitting here looking at your savings account and you're like, wow, I feel fear, I feel sadness. Some people say I feel shame, like especially men. This is huge for men because men have uh, this such a strong archetype of I'm supposed to be the caretaker, right? And so they put incredible pressure on themselves, like if they don't have a savings, they're like, I'm not doing my job as a man right? And so that triggers shame. So here's the thing. If that is coming up in your nervous system, blasting your system with those powerfully negative emotions, how much time would you spend focused, like you would at work, on creating a savings account like it's a project that you're working on? You know, think of all the things we do at work and the challenges, and we're focused, and we bring all of our brains, and we, because we're not emotional about it. And so I, I just want you to, to recognize that and have everyone just take a breath and give themselves like a little second of understanding and compassion that if you don't have a lot in your savings and you maybe blame yourself or you're hard on that for yourself um, for that, just to give yourself that moment of understanding like, wow, I haven't really occurred to me that all of this emotion comes over me, that basically the stress response, right? It's the fight or flight response. And in that state, the last thing you would want to do was spend any more time thinking about your savings account, right? But I promise you that when you use a mind-body tool like tapping and shift this, like miracles, like bona fide miracles are possible. And that's why I love changing the conversation. Um, do, would do, you, you, do I have time to go into the second one or do you want me to? Uh, well, I, when, would you... Can you, I'm catching you off guard because as people know, after listening to my show all these years, we don't go with the script, but um, mm-hmm. would you be, can you, when you say a miracle, can you give an example without naming someone of something that's happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, I have a lot of stories in my book about people who, um, you know, when be, and it's like being at huge workshops where this comes up for a whole bunch of people in the room, oh, and yeah. suddenly we're using the tapping technique, which is emotional freedom technique. It's a mind-body tool that you can use in the moment very quickly, and it, it comes from the therapy world. It's actually a trauma technique. It's the fastest trauma technique there is that, that releases it. It's actually clinically proven to turn off the stress mm-hmm. response or the fight-or-flight mm-hmm. response. And so using this technique where all of a sudden the person is feeling ashamed and just all of the sadness of loss of security and maybe there's a trauma attached, a huge loss, a certain amount of grief, and all of a sudden all of that energy moves, right? Now, within a few minutes from this tapping technique, which is why I put it in the book for you, 
I have a different person in front of me. And so whether we're dealing with their debt or their savings, I have a person in front of me that is now incredibly resourceful. And so I have watched people, whether it's in their debt or their savings, um, both, make um, massive changes in six months. Like people will reach back out to me and be like, uh, you know, I have a, um, a very good friend now who found me in my work a couple of years ago and was too embarrassed to tell me at the time he had a quarter of a million dollars in debt from a bad business investment, or, um, but he didn't want to declare bankruptcy because he was too proud, right? He was like, nope, I'm going to mm-hmm. take my karma now. And within two years, paid off $250,000 in, in his debt and started to create wealth, a savings account, which is the opposite, right? But the only way he could do that was to clear the emotion that he felt of shame and panic and fear and sadness and loss from all of the energy that was in that, that debt. Um, and so it's, it's the kind of woo-woo, right? Because we're yeah. talking about money, but we're talking about mind-body. But when you shift that, that response in your body, you are a different person. Absolutely. And it's awesome and, to see. Yeah, and we totally, you know, uh, believe in miracles here, that's for sure. And, and that's what our world is craving, you know, is more yeah. of these miracle stories that, that you're telling. Now, I'm going to ask a question because I've heard this a lot with people that work in the realm of cause and effect and things like this. Um, is that, you know, people will say, I've heard people say, well, when you develop a savings account, um, what you're doing is you're projecting into the future that something's going to happen and you're going to need it for a rainy day. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm interpreting you correctly, and I'm speaking this more on behalf of uh, a multitude of different kind of listeners, we have the wealthy, we have people mm-hmm. that are trying to get a job, you know, a broad range. But if I'm understanding you correctly, the right type of, of emotional energy and participation towards saving is a very healthy thing towards ultimate wealth. Is that correct? Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it's really how do you feel? You know, it's one okay. thing to have the idea that says I don't need a savings account because I trust. But it's another thing that when you actually really do think about it and you write it down on a piece of paper, you feel panic and fear. And so that wiring is in our nervous system. And money is a metaphor for two things on this planet. At the first level, it's a metaphor for safety and security. And so if you've never felt safe your whole life, you will create in your money a situation that feels similar, like I never feel safe. And so anytime something happens, you're in a panic and survival mode because there's no safety and security in in the form of a warm, loving arms of money that is there to protect you and be a cushion for you, right? And so, you know, I think of a savings account as the safety and security that we need as human beings on the first level because on planet Earth, we have agreed that money is our currency, (laughs) right? Absolutely. We can't just like trade goats, right? So, um, and then at the second level, it, it, it means something totally different. It's more about reward and power. But at the first level, it's a feeling of safety and security, I totally you know? agree with you and it, it makes, it's made all the difference in my life and the, and, and, and the other element is just the simplicity of carrying a um, hundred dollar bill always in my wallet. Mm-hmm. And there's been I times with people that are special to me that have been going through a challenging time and I'll give them a hundred dollar bill. And I will, and I said, here's the thing though, 
if you ever spend it, you immediately need to replace it. And because you have that in your consciousness, um, that you always have money with you. You always have money with you, you know. Um, and uh, anyway, I, I just love your work. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Margaret Lynch. She is the expert on tapping into wealth. And we are so happy to have her today because we are all ready to go to the next level when it comes to our financial well-being. Tappingintowealth.com. You can go to her website during our break, and we'll be right back. Thank you for being with us. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations, by Reverend Ogan Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, Everyone, we're talking today about what we want to become one of our most favorite and comfortable topics, and that's wealth. Uh, we all, by divine inheritance, it is our divine birthright to be in a place of knowing that we are enough and there's always enough. We are talking today with Margaret Lynch, and she is representing her new book, 
tapping into wealth. It's more than a book about information and intellectual stimulation. It's a book that literally gives tools so you can transform your life. Margaret, this is such a refreshing conversation for me. Thank you (laughs) for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me talk about it. Yeah, you know, I... I was determined, like, I'm not an author, Temple, like, I hated writing, and I had help writing the book, but I was determined to do it because uh, it came from my own pain and struggle and the, and the struggle that I still see in so many good people who literally are, are restricted in their money because of unconscious programming that they don't see, and so I didn't want the book to be a book about, you know, the same old stuff, think positive. I wanted it to be an experience so that the beginning to the end of every chapter, people are transformed. And so the book has the EFT tapping in it, the actual here's the script and how to do it, and there's a video for every chapter of the book with me teaching you live, and only people who have the book can get the videos because the special URLs are in the book. Um, Because I want to bring transformation. That's what I do. You know, I don't speak and give people broad brush, you know, things. I want to bring real transformation, and so the book is um, definitely a transformational experience. And so, you know, what I what I would say about it, if someone's listening and they're wondering if the, the you know, tapping into wealth is right for them, um, is that if, you know, if money is an area that you have chronic pain, right, chronic pain, chronic worry, because that's not everybody, but if that's true for you, be willing to, you know, to try something that's different, that's out of the box. And, and I always feel like I'm willing to leave no stone unturned. Like I will delve in because it's a problem that I wanted to solve, right? So I was willing. And the people who do my work are like, you know what? I haven't been able to solve the problem of, you know, I have great earning and, and I still have debt or I can't seem to charge my worth. I have panic and fear when I go to raise my prices, um, and so if it's a, an area that you want to be different in your life, be willing to put some energy and attention there and try something that's different that's out of the box because I'm telling you it does not have to be this way and to have your, your, um, like your programming, and by that I mean your, literally your nervous system because that's what brings up fear, that's what brings up shame, things that we can't talk ourselves out of. And these habitual ways of thinking, you know, the things that pop in our head so quickly, like there's never been enough, there'll never be enough. Or another one that I hear men say, they look at their their finances or their income and they'll say things like, what I do is never enough. It's never enough. And there's emotion that comes with that habitual talk. When you clear that and you can, that's why I created the book as a transformation, everything changes, everything. It's, it's, um... You know, and as I, you know, just what we were talking about, I, I put a lot of stories in the book because that's what helps people see, like, oh my God, like, she's describing me. <laughs> people have so many times have said to me, does that story in that chapter, like, literally, Margaret, that's my life. And I'm like, you don't, you don't realize the common experience of people who, whose parents were in the middle class or the working class. It is such a common experience around the different aspects of money. Um, and I mean, I'm talking, I work with people all over the globe, right? So I find that, I find that fascinating. Um, well, do you want me to talk about the second kind of money? <laughs> yeah, I do. I just had a, uh, a thought that I, that I, I just want to add in there because I, I, you know, I, 
I know the kind of things through my own experience that sometimes can block people. And one of the illusions is that people think when they're not wealthy, that wealthy people don't have the feeling in their gut, don't have the problems, don't have the fear. And nothing could be Mm -hmm. further from the truth. I was so fortunate at a younger age when I, some of my good friends were multimillionaires and family members. And I realized they have cash flow challenges. They have insecurity problems. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's applicable to everyone and everything. And uh, even my dog saying now that he's going to start a savings. (laughs) Sorry. There must be somebody outside my office door today that is inviting him in. Anyway, uh, yes, please give us but, step two. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and people who were raised wealthy have different wealth wounds. They don't necessarily have the same as someone who was raised with, with lack, you know, in the living hand-to-mouth like I was, um, with my parents doing their best with eight children, right? My, we have seven brothers and sisters, but they have different wealth wounds right? Um, and sometimes when people are raised wealthy, there's more power struggle around you'll be who we say you're going to be or that money, you're not going to have that money in security because there's a more of a power struggle around the parents holding the, um, you know, all of the power and doling out the money, which is kind of interesting. So there's, there's different stuff, right? And even, uh, you know, the ultra wealthy, they might not have the same level of money blocks as I was had in my nervous system, but they got other stuff. <laughs> they have some of their stuff in relationships or wherever. Um, so, but here's a big, big one for the middle class and for wealthy, right? The second right. kind of money is called debt. And so if I were to ask everybody, again, who's not driving, to do the same thing, to write the number of your debt down on a piece of paper in big, bold letters and then look at it, it's like, we can't see you, but immediately people will tell me they start to feel embarrassed and ashamed, right? And so write the number down of your debt, and I don't mean like debt that you feel like is good debt like mortgage. I mean like the credit card debt, the bad debt, you know, school loan debt, the debt that feels crushing, Right. Some people will say, I don't even know what it is, which is like we avoid it. And so write it down. And what most people say is the first emotion that comes up is shame, which is the most powerfully negative emotion that a human nervous system can experience next to fear. Right? Shame is, means I, you know, that I don't deserve, that I'm not good enough. It is um, something that blasts through our nervous system that stops us in our tracks from being courageous, from being brilliant, from doing all of the things that we would normally do that would help us completely be debt-free, right? So, you know, when people look at this number, they also will hear a habitual thought that runs through their head. And so if you're hearing it, write it down because you want to get really clear, like this is my habitual way of thinking about money. You know, is it that what what I hear from a lot of people, which is I'm failing. This number on this piece of paper proves it. I'm failing. I'm not good enough. You know, or is it, you know, I'll never get ahead or the world isn't fair. I had a lot of those. You know, it was like it's not fair. It's not fair. And so if there's a third thing happening when you look at your debt, which would be a a related trauma that sometimes people have, they'll start to look at the number. And my question is, is there something that happened in the past that when you think about it and you look at your debt, you say, you know what, 
I wouldn't have all of this debt if it wasn't for that happening. That's what I call a financial trauma. And so when people have that, it's usually a past event that still feels unfair, and it still involves, like, anger in something like you've never forgiven someone for or yourself, so maybe a betrayal, right, or being really wronged. And it's uncanny how common that is for people. And they keep looking at that event and going, you know, unforgiven, whether it's themselves for being stupid or making a mistake or the other person or both, right? And so um, I find that fascinating because, again, like savings, how much time are you going to spend? Like we know there's all sorts of amazing things that financial advisors say to, you know, debt repay and clear it and all those kinds of things, yet we don't take the action. Most people who have a lot of debt don't even open the bills anymore. Like they're terrified and they avoid it. And that is because sitting with it, meeting with an accountant or an advisor, the idea of facing it creates so much fear and shame. And so, again, it's like just give yourself a little bit of compassion right now if that's where you've been and know that this is something that can shift extremely quickly with a mind-body tool. And imagine what it would be like if you looked at your debt number and you felt completely neutral, just like it was a project your boss gave you at work and said, figure out this project, get around the obstacles, make it happen in a year. You would figure it out, and you'd be psyched. You'd be like, I love this project. It's happening. That's a very, very different energy. You bring your ideas. And you, you said something earlier, Temple, that's so important. Not only do you bring your brilliance, and your smarts, and your courage, and your energy, you bring the openness that you don't have right now, which is like infinite possibility. There's a million ways. There's a million things. I'm going to be open to ideas and inspirations and the divine supporting me to make this debt clear faster. And that is where people take quantum leaps, where they say, Margaret, you're never going to believe it. After they shifted their energy, after they shifted their nervous system and they looked at their debt and all they saw was, well, this is something I want to change, so I'm going to be on it. As soon as they started to take action to create a plan to get resources, something miraculous happened and money showed up and paid off chunks, if not all of their debt. Right? So they did their part. They stepped up. They started taking action. But from that action and that openness, something else miraculously appeared. And it's just like, I, I, you know, the stories I'm always like this, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you no, know? You or sometimes it's as simple as I, I had this incredible idea in the middle of the night and I went down and I found all this stuff and I was like, why has this been sitting in my basement? And I sold it and I made this much money and I paid off my entire debt. Like, I'm serious. You can't make this stuff up that happens to people. <laughs> and it makes me so happy <laughs> because that's healing right that's healing and like you said now you're walking around like a hundred dollar bill in your pocket now you're walking around with a feeling of i'm awesome instead of i'm a failure directly related to money do you see how different that is it's so different. It reminds yeah. me of that uh, statement, we are healed by what we turn towards, not what we turn away from. Yeah. And, 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 and it's so, so charged. It's so charged. And it's, 
it, it's it's so charged and it will bring the greatest and most empowered people to their knees just even in a yeah. conversation about it. Um, it. It's not so much now, but used to in front of hundreds of people. Once I started from the front of the room talking about money, it's like so many people stopped breathing. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, not for long, but they did because there's yep. such a charge on it. You know, it just, they shut, yeah. they leave their body. So I love the idea that you're offering the emotional tapping because it, it frees and eliminates and, and transcends people to another level. Yeah, and you know, as I said, I'm like my training is in chemical engineering. I'm from a family of engineers. I wouldn't be using a, a mind-body tool that, that is very out of the box if it didn't work, right? Like I'm the most skeptical person on the planet. <laughs> and so for me to embrace um, this tool, which is clinically proven to work, right? It's clinically pro- proven to physically shut off the fight-or-flight response, to physically um, shift you from what's called the fight-or-flight response into the relaxation response, which means something no longer has a charge for you. If it felt like a shameful thing before, it doesn't after a few minutes of tapping. It's so crazy how it works. So, you know, I, don't, I didn't start using it lightly, and um, but I found that it's just such an incredibly powerful technique, and I could deliver with tapping. I can deliver transformation, not just discussion, which is what's fun for me, right? And so the book is a transformation, not a book, <laughs> and it's it's multimedia. <laughs> all, I made seventeen videos for seventeen chapters, so that I could bring even more into the book than just the flat words on the page. You know, it's me teaching on video. Um, with some bloopers, I'm just warning people right now. Um, and by the way, you know, I know we might not get through all five kinds of money, but on the website, Tapping Into Wealth, which is the name of the book, there's a full content video on the five kinds of money where I walk through all five kinds. Um, and so if, if we don't get to it or we're t- I'm from Boston and I talk fast, um, th- that video is there and people can, you know, they write me from you know, for the past year that it's like it, just that video alone was so eye-opening because you actually create your own, you map out how your money is working in your nervous system um, full of aha moments. So you can get that at tappingintowealth.com. I, I love giving lots and lots of content. <laughs> um, well, because of the different levels in which you're addressing it, it, it no wonder it, it's being so successful, you know, throughout the country. Because you're showing yeah, visual, and paperback auditory, now, right? and, so, and the different yeah. ways. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a, a wild eight years to take somebody who is from the engineering world and bring them into a kind of a woo woo world in personal development. But you know, that's the thing. If I could be sitting there with a very powerful businesswoman, right, who is experienced and educated and in her forties to fifties and is not charging her worth and give her all of the strategies to double her income and double her business because I know them and watch her not take action on any of them because the idea of doing what I'm asking, some of the marketing and stepping up and charging more brings up a wall of who do I think I am, shame, you know, uh, words from her parents, anxiety, people won't like it, people will judge me. What am I supposed to do as a coach with that? How can I get these amazing people to use the strategies that I'm trying to teach them, 
if they're up against a wall inside of them. And so for me, it was like, I am going to leave no stone unturned until I find the right technique that I can shift somebody. Um, and, um, and this is really what the middle class needs, right? This is what we need to become more empowered in our money, I think. I think. I'm totally with you, sister. I'm totally with yeah. you. Rah, rah. <laughs> I, I'm on your team. And, you know, I think, it's, I think energetically it's so perfect because you are a chemical engineer. You're engineering a way in which people can tr- truly change the chemicals in their body that allow their wealth to come through. So you're the, you're the right chosen one for this project. I'm talking today with Margaret Lynch, and we are... T- talking about her new book tapping into wealth if you are a person and you're seeking different you know what we know is as intentional spirits if we want different we've got to do different that's just a an easy axiom to to live with so get this book and start on this program right away the website tapping into wealth.com we'll be right back after this short break Ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on shop. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And, and again, we're talking with Margaret Lynch. And if you love these conversations about wealth, um, energy, uh, a dynamic life, uh, living the amazing dream, whatever it is, you enjoy these types of conversations. Not only can you listen to the conversations on the intentional spirit on Unity Online Radio, but you can visit us at unitycampus.org. 
Tapping into Wealth, Margaret Lynch. Um, thank you already for what you've given us. And uh, tell us about uh, a couple of more steps. Sure. Um, so two more kinds of money. They're kind of related to each other as I go through the five kinds of money. And again, um, the whole, all five are on the video that I have on the tappingintowealth.com website. Um, and from there, people can link to Barnes and Nobles and Amazon if they want to go check the book out and the reviews and all that great stuff. Um, and so the next uh, kind of money is income. And so here's an exercise I do with a lot of business owners, and um, and they all get mad at me. <laughs> I can trigger a whole room full of people. They're like, kill her. Um, <laughs> and so the next thing, and this is what's so, you know, you said it's so triggering, um, and it's so, it's, it's um, you know, people really get so moved by money that, you know, people are covering their papers when you're in a group and you say, write down your savings, write down your debt. Like, you, nobody, you know, you don't want anyone to see that, especially it's like right away you can feel the embarrassment. So the next one is income, and I ask people to write down how much they're earning in a month, right, their monthly income. And the first thing that people hear in their head very loudly when they look at that number on a piece of paper is, it's not enough. Sometimes it's, you know, it's not enough. It's never been enough. And the feelings that go with it tend to be um, the anxiety, right? The anxiety, the fear, and sometimes that feel, uh, that feel of like no matter what I do is not enough. And so um, the programming, like you're, you're earning, this is so interesting, you're always earning exactly, exactly what your, your paradigm says you're allowed to earn. So there's like a set of programming in you that comes from your family and your sense of people like us in our family, right, that came from your parents. This is who we are, people like this. There is a set point literally wired into you, mind, body, nervous system, that says this is how much I'm allowed to earn. And um, this is how much people like us and how hard I have to work for that money, which is also very interesting, right? So I'll say to people who are working like a million hours, it's like, well, that's their parents had to work that hard for their money. So who am I to work less, right? And so we see this even more. Like people say like, oh, I know I have you know, limiting money beliefs. Well, what are they? It's like, well, when you look at your income, you're looking at your inner set point. This is exactly how much my inner programming says I'm allowed to earn, how much I deserve, and how much it's safe for me to earn. And safe is because if you were earning three times as much, would you still fit in your family? What would the feeling of that be? And that's when people go, oh. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's income. A, that's a very good, that's a very uh, amazing point. I've actually known people that have tripled their income versus their family, and they got so much slack and disassociation and uh, threatened that it's almost like they went back to making mediocre to fit in again. Yeah. So that's that's that whole level that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, we okay. are talking primitive human wiring of the earliest, like the early part of our brain, right? Because if, you know, when you think back to, and I know this sounds so crazy, when you think back to, you know, early humans, if you got kicked out of your tribe, you were dead. 
and, and even in some parts of the world right now, right? If you got kicked out of your tribe and isolated, you were dead. And so we have a wiring that is so unconscious and so deep in your unconscious and your nervous system that says the number one rule for every child is to never, ever step outside of the tribe, never surpass the tribe, because you will be outcast and isolated, and it, it seems like that doesn't even make sense when it comes to our money, but money represents at the first level safety and security, right? And, mm-hmm. and so if you were to earn two or three times as much, what most people do is they find a way to get rid of that money or they will find a way to say, but see how much I'm suffering, see how hard I have to work, see how stressful my life is, and then their family's like, oh, okay, as long as it's almost like, and this is, we don't mean to do it. Like even families who are very positive, they want something that, that sort of mitigates the fact that you're earning all this money and you'll like apologize and say, oh, yeah, but you have no idea how painful and stressful my life is with this money, right? So, you know, your income is really set in your nervous system. And it, that's like depressing, but it's also exciting because you can change this programming. And when you do, like you have the potential to have a completely different wealth reality. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's like be open to it for even a second. Like what if it was true? Like what if a shift in me created could create a shift a true shift in my financial reality i mean you even have Susie orman right who is a financial she is not a woo-woo personal development person who says your your inner worth is reflected in your net worth right so we know there's a connection and literally this is where the rubber meets the road on it and and just to quickly say that the, the fourth kind of money is income goals because this is how i get people mad at me in a whole room full of business people <laughs> i now make them set a huge goal for their income and then they all set it, and I make them work on it and think about it. And then the second they have that dialed in, I say, now double it. And the whole room groans and gets mad at me because when you look at a really big income goal and you have, like, a coach in front of you saying, oh, okay, we're going to commit to this goal, it immediately triggers the disbelief that's impossible, And so we also see that paradigm coming up, like that's impossible for me. And the number one thing that people will say second, the number one thing people will say second, that doesn't even make sense, um, is... I understood it, so that shows where I am. (laughs) Yeah, like it's impossible. And then secondly, and if I did, it would probably be really hard. Okay, yeah. So you see the paradigm there, right? It's like, it's impossible for me. And so think about like people like me, people with my value, people from who we are in my family, which sets a lot of our value. And so I really pushed like halfway through the book. We go from the first part of the book is clearing your programming and all of this stuff around your paradigm. The second half of the book, it's like, now let's set a goal. And watch that trigger you. And the second half of the book is, is really using the same technique and the same processes, but to clear out of the way the new things that will come up when you go after an outrageous income goal. And that's where it gets really exciting, right? It's like, let's clear what you're carrying that's been unconscious to you and have a lot of aha moments about that and actually transform it. Now... Let's see where the rubber meets the road. You set a big income goal, and as you start moving towards that, there's other things. You know, and this is, again, from working with thousands of people. I didn't make this up. These people taught it to me, and I saw it in myself. 
which is, you know, as soon as you set a big income goal, and that's why I call income goals the fourth kind of money because they trigger you very, very differently around what you believe is possible for you and how hard you believe it's going to be. That is so, so powerful. Well, I would like to um, put a charge out to all of our listeners to uh, order the book. And I've already talked with Margaret about a future time in the months to come. So it gives you plenty of time to start working with the material and to have her come back for a two or three week part series. So we can really blow this out because many of us are leaders in the field out there of positive thinking and we need our lives to match our conversation. Thank you, God. Margaret, what a pleasure it's been to be with you. I just want to reiterate to everyone, it's tapping into wealth.com and we will so look forward to having you on our show again. Thank you so much for just the energy alone that you You've given us today. Uh, we're ready. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you so much. Bless you. Thank you for tuning into the Intentional Spirit: Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications, which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful, spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Examine what it means to be sacred activists in service of compassion and justice. We may find ourselves asking, how do we become a sacred activist? Institute for Sacred Activism founder Andrew Harvey says, follow your heartbreak. His advice echoes Gandhi, who once said, whenever you are in doubt, apply the following test. Recall the face of the poorest and the weakest person whom you may have seen and ask yourself if the step you contemplate is going to be of any use to them. Will they gain anything by it? Will it restore them to a control over their own life and destiny? So, whenever in doubt about the direction of your life, just ask yourself, what breaks my heart? Whose suffering is simply too much to bear? And then commit your life to alleviate it. Don't turn your face away from the pain and injustice that is so prevalent in our world. Courageously bear witness to it. And in prayer, dedicate your life to healing it. Gain more spiritual insight. Listen to Radical Spirituality and Sacred Activism with Adam Bucko, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio.
I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.